We've got everything from retail to real estate on this week's show. Plus, we have details on a plan to make local roads safer. I'm David Mann, that was Laurel Deppin, and you are listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions about what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. This week on the show, we've got Ellie Tolbert. Hi. And Haley Cawthon. Hello. And I guess to start off, we'll start off with you, Ellie, when we'll talk about retail here. You went to the Kentucky Derby Museum store this week, right? So what's going on there? Yeah, so they are hosting a grand reopening this Saturday, which this comes out tomorrow. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I am absolutely sure that everyone listens to it the second it comes out. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they're all going to listen to this and then go to the grand reopening of the Kentucky Derby Museum store, obviously. Yes. Um, but they've been closed for the past month because they've been renovating. Um, so they uh, took out some uh, one of the registers there to have a little bit more space for their... Uh, merchandise they've painted got some new flooring it looked really nice in there um, and they're able to expand some of their offerings as well so so yeah so it looks all spick and span and new and yeah, yeah. ready ready to go for uh, for derby season mm-hmm. um, I was surprised you said in your story there was a uh, like a lot of uh, local products there, and I don't know why I'm surprised because it's a very local store, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was the percentage you said on that? Yeah, so they said that 48% of the store is local products, um, which is, yeah, that is a lot. And um, So like Louisville was, Stoneware? Yeah, it was stuff like Louisville Stoneware, Clayton and Croom. Um, I think that, I w- just looking around, I think I saw some like uh, Bree Bowers uh, stickers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so they, they, they kind of wanted to focus on local merchandise because uh, I talked to their retail director and she said that um, they like to, like, a lot of their, you know, visitors are people from out of town, so they like to have, like, local things that they can take home right. with them. Right. You want so. those souvenirs. Mm-hmm. So less local, less Louisville. Uh, David, you um, wrote recently about developments with Bed Bath and Beyond yes. and bankruptcy. Yes, Bed Bath and bankruptcy. Bed Bath and bankruptcy. <laughs> What's been going on? Bed Bath and Bedlam. But but my favorite one that you said earlier this week was Bed Bath and Be Gone. <laughs> okay, that's great. It's that looking really bad <laughs> for uh, for Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. Um. So basically, the local news here was that they're closing three stores in Kentucky. Uh, one at uh, the paddock shops on Summit Plaza Drive, Summit Plaza Drive, uh, and then uh, another one in E Town and another one in Bowling Green, and that is after the company warned that um, bankruptcy may be imminent. They're they're exploring strategic alternatives, um, and um, Haley, what else? They didn't report earnings on time. Is that right? Oh, <laughs> ouch. I don't think I read this most recent. Yeah, that was in one of the stories. They uh, they basically, they were warned by the, uh, what, whichever exchange they're on, I think it's the... Uh, NASDAQ? Is it the NASDAQ? Yeah, mm-hmm. they were warned by the NASDAQ because they didn't report earnings on time. So. Wow, that's <laughs> That bad. doesn't ever happen. Like, what <laughs> what has to go wrong? Yeah, I mean, maybe there's some that. little company that would do that but you know a big retailer like Bed Bath & Beyond like seems like something's going on with that company like uh. so I'm kind of curious like 
what what failed we still need bed we still need bath we still need it must have been the beyond (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't enough beyond i guess it's like i I don't think dave said but i think it's got to be just e-commerce right like people can right um buy so much um online even at bedbathandbeyond.com mm. um that they don't that the retail stores are, are probably not as profitable as they used to be i know someone who bought a bed online and it would like show it up at their door like all rolled up yeah uh, and then you like inflate it or whatever and it's right. not like an air bed it's like a real bed mm-hmm. but um uh, and then you see advertisements for you know those purple mattresses or whatever. Yes, so I was going to say all there's that all new bed technology. And right. I don't know if that was people are disrupting the bed industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 and wild west. Like, how often do you have to buy a mattress? Not very often. Not very often. Well, and I, they have a lot more stuff than beds. Yes, beyond. Yes, beyond. <laughs> um, but I still think that Bed Bath and Beyond peaked when Adam Sandler's Click came out. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> because. Like, that must have been the moment. And then it's just been, like, a downward slope since then. Mm. But just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> if anyone recalls that that classic. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they were late with their earnings calls because they were trying to convince Adam Sandler to do a click, too. Ooh. That, that would have helped earnings. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Investors <laughs> went wild. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, definitely just I think it's a, a retail thing there that, you know, everything's going online and there's there's new technologies. Right. And Haley, you had some other retail news this week with GameStop. What what happened with them? Yeah, speaking of uh, really struggling <laughs> brands, uh, GameStop closed or is closing their facility in Bullock County. Um, it's a really big facility. I can't remember the exact square footage off the top of my head. Um, but they are closing that facility um by June 30th or within 14 days of that date and 236 people are losing their jobs as a result of that closure and it it was a um fulfillment center so you know like a distribution center um which we have a lot of those in the Louisville area um you know Amazon being a major employer as well um but just because of the convenience of Louisville being close to all these places but GameStop I'm assuming is delivering a lot less games than right. they used to um because um Xbox Game Pass um PlayStation Plus like yeah. everybody just buys their games online. online yeah, yeah. like and you don't need the box well <laughs> and I think GameStop I know a lot of gamers and I think GameStop put a bad taste in their mouth when like they would try to resell their games. Like their thing was being able to resell, but they'd offer you like 50 cents or something yeah. when you yeah. paid like $60 for a game. So I think like they uh, scorned gamers. <laughs> yeah. You would buy a game from them for $60 one week and then try and sell it back to them the next week. And it would be like $5. They would, they would give you, and like, then they would turn around and sell that copy for, you know, right. so $40. Like, so <laughs> they like, hurt their target audience in a way and then they survived that because of meme stocks <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah. yeah throwback to back when redditors were you know buying up gamestop stock. how could i forget <laughs> yeah um that documentary is really f- fun on netflix if you haven't seen it by the way but like that sustained gamestop until this point but now you know they're back doing um, not so great with their earnings, you know, reporting pretty big net losses and that kind of thing every quarter. They yeah. said the game is up. <laughs> the game has stopped. <laughs> so I went into GameStop recently. I got a, I got a PS5 for Christmas, and so I went to sell my PS4. And um, it was like 
just depressing in there. <laughs> like there was like first of all, there was a lot of people, like a surprising amount of people, and then like one lady was looking for Wii games, which they don't sell anymore. And I'm like, I was like wanting to stop her and just be like, go online. Like why are you trying to buy this at retail? Well, <laughs> also I think we have these memories of like what stores were like when we were kids or teenagers or whatever and no store is as magical as it was in you know 2007 mall era Mm, not hot topic anymore yeah like it's (laughs) just things aren't the same as they used to be and so (laughs) yeah i don't think it's just gamestop that has the sadness factor yeah and i felt sorry for the poor guy working there like you know because i know that um you know that that's going to affect people when you know if these stores start shutting down but that's 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 retail right now i guess so yeah so on the subject of retail does anyone have a favorite retailer that they would hate to lose and this could be local or national i'm gonna throw stitch fix in there it's like uh, do you uh, use stitch oh yeah this is the only thing i use i hate this is stitch fix i'm wearing right now (laughs) this is an audio format but david mann is wearing stitch the shoes the pants and the shirt all oh wow so like uh before stitch fix I would go years without buying clothes because <laughs> I hated it so much. But now to have clothes arrive at my door, like that's that's the best thing ever. Wow! Oh, everyone's looking at me like I should have an answer. Um, oh, you have an answer for most things. You so. do. I'm just still thinking. Um, so people always ask, like, "Oh, where'd you get your clothes?" And then I'm embarrassed to say loft (laughs) Um, wait why is that embarrassing it makes me feel very old (laughs) um because i like started wearing loft like in college when it was not hip to be wearing loft because you're young (laughs) um you're supposed to be you know shopping at american eagle or something but lots of business professional stuff at loft so i'd hate to lose that on a national scale but i was going to throw in a local retailer too um i shop at red tree a lot for gifts like it's my go-to like small gift place and so if they closed i would be distraught a little bit because i it's my favorite gift shop yeah (laughs) i want to make you feel a little young with the loft thing because i distinctly remember in high school i sat by a girl in math class who would always wear loft stuff and i'd say oh where'd you get that and she said the loft dumpster so she went dumpster diving oh. at the loft to get free clothes that they had thrown away. That's so it was hip, hip. with the high school thieves. It's, it's <laughs> hip, but also <laughs> sad. I hope cool. they're not. I hope they're still not, you know, wasteful in that. Oh, way. No, yeah. she was recycle the clothes yeah. loft. Right. Yeah. Yes. Reuse the fabric. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sustainability. <laughs> but I guess at least your your friend got got those clothes. So yeah, <laughs> they didn't go to waste. Right. <laughs> She was doing a service. She was. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if she listens to the Access Louisville podcast. <laughs> she does. And goes, oh, I that assume was me. everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, I have, I think my uh, uh, national one would be Target. But I mean, Target's not going anywhere anytime soon. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I feel like Target's doing better than most retailers. Yeah. There would be like a national period of mourning mm-hmm. if oh, Target yeah. ever closed. I feel like a lot of. Uh, white women between the ages of like 25 and 40 would be really upset. Right. Like, right. Would what would they do? Yeah. yeah. They're holding up the target <laughs> industry. <laughs> They'd be like, I need a like butter dish that says butter. <laughs> <laughs> or this is Where blessed. else will I get that? <laughs> I, need those, I need those tiny little birds that they put in scarves and I other have, outfits. I have some of those <laughs> tiny little birds. People love, love those them. birds. <laughs> They're Christmas themed. 
Um, but they do all seasons. But uh, no, I, I Target is like the one where if I pretty much go there for like anything that I potentially need, which they don't even have everything. Like sometimes I go there and I'm like, what? Target doesn't have this. But um, but it, locally, I would maybe do like, I feel like I'm going to steal this from Laurel, but <gasps> work the metal. Ah, yes. Classic. Yeah. That's a good gift place. Oh, that's probably my second most frequented mm-hmm. gift place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite national retailer is Twofold because my favorite brand, and I have a very bad brand loyalty towards Made Well as opposed to Made Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's very expensive, though. So that's why I also like Nordstrom Rack because they sell discounted Made Well. That's the secret. Um, and I think that there's a cult of made well women because we're able to see each other because I was in TSA a few weeks ago and this woman was like, I have the same sweater and those jeans. And I said, made well. She said, made well. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot with Stitch Fix too. Really? It's like, yeah, you get somebody who's like, that's Stitch Fix, ain't it? Yep. yep. <laughs> outfit come in their box. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll like, we'll get the clothes at the same time. So we'll both be wearing like. <laughs> that's you know, so funny. Because they like came out that month or whatever. It's like solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> um, locally though, I do love Work the Metal. I love the Revelry in Nulu. I love, I love local stores. Carmichael's. Like, oh, how could I forget? I, I know, love that's Carmichael's. That's why I thought you, I was almost said Carmichael's, so then I was like, I would really be stealing that from Laura. Right. No, I do. I walk to Carmichael's. I love them. The Rosewater is also a good bookstore because they donate all of the money from the books to the community. So I think that's cool. But anyway, that's a little. We just promoted so many different. I know. Brands. And like, none, of, none of these brands sponsor the Access Louisville podcast. And they could. If they they could. We're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving from one of Ellie's beats, retail, to Ellie's other beat, real estate. Um, why don't you tell us about home sales recently and kind of what the trend has been? Yeah, so based off of a report from Lenahan and Sockby's International Realty, um, the housing market in Louisville has uh, slowed by 13.4% in 2022. Um, there was less home sales last year than the year before, um, but they were kind of optimistic about it. They were saying that it was probably a return to kind of normal pre-pandemic levels because during the pandemic, there was a lot of um, kind of frantic home buying. I think people were trapped in their homes they realized that they wanted to move David Mann <laughs> included um, and so it caused a lot of there was spiked interest rates there was a lack of inventory um, which caused a lot of uh, just really high prices um, so there's been a slowing of home sales in the last year but it was still higher than 2019 so um, that's surprising mm-hmm. so while I, I think like the Total value of home sales in 2022 was $5.1 billion, but in 2019, it was $4.2 billion. So, yeah, and, and I think, you know, you mentioned interest rates, but, like, the Fed had been increasing those to try and shut down inflation, and mm-hmm. that probably slowed down a lot of home buying, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But it is wild that it's still now just getting back to, like, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it took three years, <laughs> yeah, to kind of... Everybody start. wanted a house, yeah. Right. And, that I, and the reason Ellie said it, including me, uh, I would raise my hand there because, like, in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, I gotta move. <laughs> <laughs> this house is terrible. We, My husband and I put an offer in on our house, uh, like a week and a half after the pandemic started. Um, so we got in just right under the gun. Yeah. I like remodeled my kitchen 
when the pandemic first started and that wasn't good enough so i just sold the house and like <laughs> when start from scratch <laughs> yeah I'm like this is fine but i need another house to remodel <laughs> so uh so yeah is it a luxury home no not at all <laughs> <laughs> but ellie luxury. they don't make those in southern indiana <laughs> I mean, there's a few. I'm kidding. There's lots of, like, like, Floyd's Knobs are... Have you been to the Knobs? Yeah, (laughs) the Knobs are very Wasn't there a neighborhood in southern Indiana that was the most expensive neighborhood? Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, Floyd's Knobs, you've done a couple of those luxury house stories about homes in Floyd's Knobs, I think, anyway. I haven't, but we have. We have done We have. Okay. LBF. (laughs) (laughs) We, the collective LBF. (laughs) But luxury homes are still selling pretty strong, though. That hasn't changed. Yeah, so... Uh, luxury and high-end homes, which are uh, classified by high-end is $500,000 or higher, and then luxury is a million or higher. Um, both of those increased. However, they slowed throughout the year. So um, even though they, I think it's still increased by 10% from the year before, um, they were selling higher at the beginning of the year, and then by quarter three they had decreased. So. And David, you wrote about a high-profile home selling. What was it? Uh, did it was the uh, CNET house? The CNET house sold. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the CNET house. Well, the one. Well, with I the can't toilet. buy it. I can't buy it then. Uh, the CNET house is so CNET, the product reviews website, uh, thought they would buy a house to test out a lot of home gadgets, and they did that for a while. And this house is. Um, I'm trying to find the address. I'm looking for it here. Um, it's out Route Road. Yeah. Route Road. Yeah. So it's in like southeastern Jefferson County. Yeah. It's close to Spencer County. Okay. Yeah. Close and to the Spencer County line. Has all kinds of um, different uh, technologies, including a $16,000 toilet uh, w- with a bidet and heated seat and automatic opening technology. I don't still don't know how that's worth $16,000. It also <laughs> walks your dog. <laughs> yeah. It's made of marble and talks to you. <laughs> yeah. It has cup holders. <laughs> cup holders. <laughs> oh, God. Gross. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But anyway, it had a... <laughs> it has other things, but this toilet. <laughs> yes, it has other things besides a, a nice toilet. Um, they have shades and big-ass fans. <laughs> yeah, and they were asking one point... Wait, big-ass is a brand <laughs> of fans. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, she's not being colloquial. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that was vulgar for you. Which is, it wasn't vulgar, but vulgar for you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody giggles still at the name Big Ass Fans. Okay, yeah, they were asking $1.4 million for that house, but I think they got uh, $1.27, which, you know, Ellie, that speaks to what you're saying, the declining price of homes. I mean, they're still selling $1.27, still a lot, but it was less than they were asking for. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that uh, I, I hope whoever bought it uh, in- enjoys all the nice luxuries that came with that house. Yeah, self-closing shades. That was one. Yeah. Yeah. It looked cool, and Haley wrote a story about it when it went on the market. So, uh, and I'm a big fan of like technologies like that. So I, I would totally enjoy living in that house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one more topic here before we go, I just put this under the title deals because there was a couple of big deals this week. Laurel, you wrote <laughs> it about it was a big deal. A big deal, exactly. <laughs> uh, you wrote about L&N getting a big naming rights deal for Cardinal Stadium. Yes, Cardinal Stadium, which has been known as Cardinal Stadium since about 2018 
formerly Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, is now the Allen Inn Stadium. Allen Inn Cardinal Union? Stadium? I think no. Allen Inn Credit Union Stadium. Allen Inn Federal Credit Union Stadium. They dropped the Cardinal. That made me sad, kind of. Yeah. I kind of liked it as Cardinal Stadium. Me too. Right. And it, it would be less of a mouthful if it was just Ellen and Cardinal Stadium. But yeah. Ellen and Federal Credit Union Stadium. But if someone gives me that amount of money, they can call me whatever they mm-hmm. want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ellen. How much? <laughs> I'm sponsored by Ellen and Federal Credit Union. Yeah. Uh, how much did they pay? $41.3 million yeah. for 20 yeah. years. You buy several CNET houses with that amount. 41 so. CNET houses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depending on Think that. about all the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many. Uh, what if in Cardinal Stadium they all got upgraded? Um, <laughs> but any, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see here. And then the other big deal, uh, breakfast favorite around town, Wild Eggs was sold. Yeah, Wild Eggs has been owned by... Patoka Capital for, well, not owned, but Patoka Capital has been an investor in Wild Eggs for some time, but they sold um, their majority interest to PG Growth Opportunities Fund 1. Like, there's a fund, too, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, you know, the holding companies always have just uh, funky, names. funky names like that. Yeah, but <laughs> it's based in Miami, but Wild Eggs is um operations and headquarters is still going to be here in louisville so um assuming nothing's going to change they bought it because it was good (laughs) yeah and i think they said they were planning to expand it and uh, grow the brand in kentucky indiana and ohio yeah so it started in louisville in 2007 and has 15 locations now um and 465 employees um, but they also said that they're going to look to expanding key markets, um, including the tri-state area and like Cincinnati and um, Lexington as well. Yeah. 2007, Wild Eggs was new and Hot Topic was great, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, okay. This, so this story, it's, I, I guess it's not a deal, but it did involve a substantial amount of money, Haley. Um, uh, the state government is, or, or the uh, city is looking to kind of make some of the roads more safe around town. Uh, there was some grant money given for that, right? Yeah, $21 million in safe streets and roads for all funding um, from the federal government um, will be used to right size. This is the word that they used. We used, yeah, and like we put we it in quotes. quotes. <laughs> um, because who's to say what, what, the, what, right what the right is. size of a road is, except, you know, for a car to fit on it, that's usually right. Um, but it's going to be used to right-size 10 important transportation corridors in the city. Um, a few of those are uh, East and West Oak Street, Crumbs Lane, River Road, Zorn Avenue, Southern Parkway. Um, there's several more. You can check out louisvillebusinessfirst.com <laughs> yeah. for more info on that. Um, but they, they say the roads... Um, some of these roads are unsafe um, because they're not small enough that would prevent people from driving slower. Yeah, they're either yeah they're they're too wide, so cars are going too fast down them. Right, or they're or they're so not they safe for bikes. they used to call this process this right sizing process. They used to call it road diets, and no one likes that because people like wide roads. <laughs> um, but it does it. They have studies and yeah. things that prove that it reduces traffic accidents and reduces speeding and all of that. So. Um, that's what they're going to be doing with the money. Um, so in addition to the $21 million from the federal government, it's supported by nearly $4 million in local funds and $1.5 million in state funding. So about tw- $27 million to um, 
alter yeah. these 10 roadways. And if I remember correctly, some of that money is coming out of the, infra- the bipartisan infrastructure bill that Correct. was passed by Congress last year. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, interesting uh, that they're doing that. Uh, I think making the roads safer is, is always a thing you want to do, but you know, I'm sure people will complain about the, the traffic as that's taking, <laughs> that's taking place and as the roads get smaller and slower. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that's all for our show this week. Well, I guess we should go around the room and share our social media handles. Ellie, where can people find you? You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert, or on Twitter at BFLU Eleanor. Haley, what about you? You can find me on Twitter under BFLU Haley or on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon. And David? You can find me on Twitter under my handle, DMAN3001, or on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann. I'm on LinkedIn at Laurel Deppin and on Twitter at BF Lou Laurel. And if you like what you heard this week, please consider subscribing to Access Louisville on all popular podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you, Ellie, Haley, and David. And thank you guys for listening at home. And we'll see you next time. Bye.